Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Warning. Wake up, sleepers. Wake up, woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no exceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught, will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know. Welcome, friends and listeners. This is, once again, an episode of What They Don't Want You to Know. In retrospect, because exactly 10 years ago when this show started, I had my very first episode about fuel and alternative fuel sources, fuel sources like electric cars. Now, we've gone a long way for 10 years, but we have traveled nowhere. If you think about it, the things I said back then apply today. Electric cars are out on the market. You have the Telsa, the Tesla car. You have uh, several other models, uh, Toyota, etc. But it's a farce. It's still a joke on the American public. If you think about it, you're going to charge your car. You're going to go, what, 60 miles before you have to charge again. You have to sit there for hours to charge your car. And let's face it, my friends the signature on the planet that they're claiming uh, gasoline makes is the exact same signature that electricity is making. They still have to make this in electrical plants, and we don't have uh, water generators to generate electricity all over the country. We're still burning coal. We're still producing it with other means that keep on pumping the same pollution into the air that so bogusly they tell us is harming our environment, which the reality is, my friends, there is no global warming. There is no signature of death. The death is what they want you to not see. The death comes from them. Let's retrospect now. And see some of the incredible things that we talked about exactly 10 years ago about fuel and alternative forms of fuel. 
that still apply today, remarkably, in what they don't want you to know. Our episode today is what they don't want you to know, episode one, fuel. This is a very hot topic right now. Fuel, fuel alternatives, going around, uh, getting your, your car to be part of the environmental solution. But what you don't know is that the government itself is against all of this. Yes, they hype alternative fuels. Yes, they hype things like CNG and electronic cars, electric cars that run on just electricity. But what you didn't know is that there is a secret conspiracy behind all this that does not want you to stop using fossil fuels. Let's talk about the first thing. First important matter. You go into your car every day, you go to the pump, you fuel up, and you think to yourself, oh man, I, I can't stand these gas prices. They keep going up and up and it's, it's ridiculous. First, it's $3 a gallon, $4. Remember back in the day when gas used to be 86 cents a gallon, 75 cents a gallon? Those were the days when you could go on a trip with your family and enjoy yourself. How has it been that America has become subject to the Middle East to buy such outrageous gas prices, and yet the government tells us that there is no way to lower this? In fact, they promise us higher gas prices coming along. And then all the hype about clean energy, alternative energy. They tell us that there are different ways to fuel your energy. And they came out with this thing called ethanol. You remember that a few years back? And it's, it's still around, still in the pump some, someplace in California. You can get it. It's pretty popular. But ethanol, what is that stuff? That's, that's, a, that's the same thing. Same thing as gasoline, basically. You're using a lot of energy to make this stuff it's not environmentally friendly it's not user friendly and the thing costs more than the gasoline itself they promised gasoline back at two dollars a gallon one dollar a gallon we were thinking this ethanol stuff was going to come back and give us something back to our wallet well it didn't it didn't do the trick and so where are we left what are we doing all we're doing is wasting our time, our efforts, our energies, and some of us have fed, are fed up with this. We say to ourselves, there's got to be another way. Well, let me tell you, there is other ways, but they don't want you to know. In fact, people have been playing with hydrogen for several decades now. Back in the 80s and 90s, a hydrogen kit was developed here in Utah by a man that made his car run on a hydrogen product derived, you guessed it, from water. Now, I know that you've seen this on the internet, uh, water derivatives, uh, hydrogen-based derivatives, saying that you can get more economy on your car, and yet there's uh, uh, all these experts claim to come in and say, hey, you know, that stuff doesn't work. Conservation of energy, conservation of energy. They promised us cars that run on, on hydrogen. They promised hydrogen stations, et cetera, et cetera. Well, guess who's got the in? The in man is here and you're talking to him live. What they didn't want you to know, fuel. Let me tell you about this hydrogen. The government was supposed to give us alternatives by the year 2010. That was several years ago. What did the government do? Let me tell you what they did about hydrogen. 
they set up a little hydrogen station over there in California, Riverside County. One hydrogen station in the whole state. They gave away 60 vehicles to the local population and said, go ahead and test drive these vehicles. We'll give them to you free for a few years. Test drive them, see how they work. Here's the station, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you're the government and you want to implement a new successful plan, a new successful economical plan that will boost the way that we use fuel. You're not going to put one lonely gas station in the middle of nowhere and give away 60 cars to run your so-called test on hydrogen. And you're not going to promote these hidden ads on television saying that hydrogen stations are very uh, volatile and they can explode and dangerous, as we've heard in the media. No. What you're going to do is plant several gas stations in the heart of L.A. or New York, and then you're going to run an ad campaign by private citizens and open this up so that companies like GMC and Ford and General Motors can get in, make hydrogen cars and actually sell them to the public. You know what? If, if I knew that there was a hydrogen car out there, I would buy it in a second. Oh yeah, I would. Imagine going to the pump and filling up with hydrogen. Now I called the CEO of this company. I pretended I was somebody else and I called the CEO and I, and I asked exactly what this hydrogen pump was all about. I did they store the hydrogen in tanks. Now, the reason why I'm saying this to you is because you've probably heard the so-called you can't make hydrogen on demand because uh, it, it, it's not relatively feasible. You have to have these huge storage tanks where to store the hydrogen and the hydrogen itself is very volatile, very dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's very volatile and dangerous. Then tell me this, how does NASA then propel its rockets with hydrogen? How does NASA plan to go to Mars and, and several other places and extract any water there to be able to what? Make hydrogen from the water and propel the rockets back. That's because obviously hydrogen technology is the future. Hydrogen technology is safe, efficient, and one of the most powerful agents in propulsion that there is. It's everywhere. It's inside every molecule of water that you will find everywhere. This thing is so abundant that as far as the energy crisis itself, it would be done and rid of. So when you're telling me that, what, there is no hydrogen or you have to store hydrogen, that's a bunch of hula. And I'll tell you why. Again, back to this, I called this person in the uh, uh, CEO of, of uh, that, that is running this supposed uh uh, hydrogen station that also supplies, by the way, CNG, compressed natural gas and other products, uh, gasoline and such. But one of their pumps uh, provides hydrogen. Anyway, uh, I called him up and he said, I asked him, well, where, where do you store these, these, uh, the, where do you have, where do you keep all these big, huge tanks of hydrogen? He said, we don't. Uh, so I said, what kind of a system is this then? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a on-demand system. It's a make-on-demand, on-demand system, meaning that when you go to the pump itself, there is a, an electronis, uh, electrolysis process that's happening underground, right by the pump, that is producing instantly this hydrogen and pumping it out in enough quantity to fill up your vehicle. 
Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. On-demand hydrogen. So I said, is this the hydrogen product, that's the HHO that's on the internet? As soon as I said that, he shut down on me and he was not talking. Why? Because that's exactly what it is. What they were making was not a pure hydrogen, but an HHO derivative product that you get when you... When, when, when the bubbling is coming up in the electrolysis process, the actual hydrogen and oxygen molecules, they separate and then they recombine as an HHO molecule, which is the same thing as water, but it's recombined in a, in a different way that now allows it to burn. Just like hydrogen, but with its own little pack of oxygen. No longer water. I know, I know. It sounds weird in all the scientific mumble-jumbo, and perhaps we'll get some scientists on the air later on. But it is incredible how you will find all the misinformation from these big conglomerates and the oil companies that is all over the internet. I'll tell you what, I did a few of my experiments myself and uh, I've talked to a few people about it. Let me tell you what I found out. First of all, hydrogen on demand, easy to make. You take an electrolysis kit, you make it big enough and the thing pumps out enough hydrogen that it'll burn anything. Will it burn itself? I've seen all these things. You've seen them on the internet. You've gone on there and typed up HHO. Does it burn? Yes, it burns. Ah, uh, skeptical, skeptical. Buy one of these little kits yourself. Put it in a little container of water. Watch it start bubbling. Blah, 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 blah. And light a match to it. See if it doesn't explode. If the thing explodes, oh, it'll burn in your gas tank. I'll tell you that right now. It'll burn in your fuel injectors and it'll run your car. I did one of these things myself. I spent, I think, $150, something like that on eBay, bought one of these little kits, tried it at home, bubbled it up, and next thing you know, these things are popping like mad, pop, pop, pop. I put a little lighter on it. I know it was a little foolish, but you know, what the heck, put a little lighter at the end of it, and the thing burned. It was amazing. I plugged it in to a bottle of water. Things started bubbling. I didn't need any of the fancy chemicals or anything like that. The thing just produced hydrogen on demand. It was amazing. Now, they say you can't run a car on this kind of thing. I met up recently with somebody that lives in Ogden, Utah. They made a whole company, a big, huge company, produce 2,000 vehicles. Now, they didn't want to get in trouble with these big conglomerates and these big secret organizations that run the world. They didn't want to get in trouble because they knew that people that produce these kind of cars that run and self-propel and et cetera, et cetera. Hey, what are they, what happens to them? Well, look up, look it up yourself. Do a little research. What happens to these people? They, they end up knocked off dead, which by the way, I hope that that doesn't happen to me, but I hope with the, uh, me being a, uh, as far as uh, an author, author of Prisoner of Paradise, and uh, my latest book coming up, If It's Broken, Don't Fix It. Again, a revelation on the education system, which we'll talk about later. But uh, that they, they, they won't want to come after me because I'm just a guy that's not uh, building a bunch of, of, of cars in his garage. But anyway, I made up with this guy. He was one of the workers in the factory building these cars. They decided to invest $1 million, got investors to invest $1 million, set up a factory building these cars, and then what happened? Well, they said, well, we're not going to piss off these people. We're not going to go in there 
and make these cars run solely on water. What we're going to do is we're going to make these cars run 50-50, 50% on hydrogen, 50% on gasoline. I'll tell you what happened. Months later, tied up in the courts, the government came in, seized all their merchandise, and talk about a free economy and free capital, said the courts deemed it that it was dangerous, volatile, again with these volatile, dangerous excuses, seized all the assets, seized all the company, made an order, court order, not to cease and desist of this and that was it. That's it for their company. What are they doing now? Air conditioning guys. It is incredible. Incredible. Now, go to any of these so-called government sites on hydrogen and look up on-demand hydrogen. What will they say to you? I'll tell you what they say is that it doesn't work. And they'll come on this uh, scientific term of conservation of energy. You've heard it. Conservation of energy means simply this, that you cannot make more energy from the energy already existing. In other words, if I light a match, voila, the heat transfer is the same as what the fuel gives me to burn. I can't get any more heat. I can't get any less heat. The conservation of the energy that's stored. So, the layman would say, okay, that sounds, that sounds about right. Well, that's where they get you because they say, well, the layman doesn't understand anything. So let's, let's pull an old, uh, I know better than you. So all these oil companies, Shell and the big guys, they have these scientists that say all the blogs, you look them up, uh, on demand is not going to work. Why isn't it going to work? Well, because I'll tell you why. If you run the machine from a battery. 12 volt battery from your car. You're taking those 12 volts essentially from your battery and you're running them to create this release, this, uh, this hydrogen that's locked away in the molecule of water. You're making that amount of energy come out. So when that energy comes back into your car, it's only giving you back the energy that you take. Sounds straightforward, doesn't it? To the layman. Sure it does. What we don't know is that they're completely fooling us. That's like saying, okay, we're going to make energy. We're going to take one energy pod here and, and we're going to put it right back in. Well, what about the hydrogen that you've just released? Are you including that in the equation? Of course you're not because you don't want the crowd, the people, the, the public to know that this kind of energy is incredibly efficient incredibly useful not to mention that the cars only use one percent of the total energy that's coming burning from the gasoline to actually run the car and the 99 percent of the rest of it gets wasted but that's a little bit of another topic and we'll get into that in a second but as i was saying imagine it this way if i take a piece of coal from the ground using a shovel and burn that coal am i wasting my time digging it up in the first place no because the coal has stored away potential energy that is not being used. So if I release the coal from the ground, I'm, all, I'm not only going to get back the energy I wasted from digging it up, but I'm going to get all the reserved energy that that coal has in it. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So if I take 15, 12 volts from the battery and release the molecule and open up the hydrogen that's coming out of the water, sure, I've used a little bit of energy to re release that hydrogen, but that hydrogen has all that stored energy. It's like a little fuel cell that you can now burn. You can't burn water, but you sure can burn the hydrogen and it burns like an explosion. So when you release that hydrogen from the water, now you have an incredible amount of energy that you can use to run a vehicle. Can you run a vehicle on hydrogen? Of course you can. Now, imagine, and this is, this is the, even hotter. You try to run a uh, vehicle today on hydrogen posted anywhere or explain the data or explain any kind of uh, schematics or scientific data. It's incredible how fast they come knocking at your door. You try to build yourself a vehicle that runs on it and start selling those to the public. You can't even imagine how fast you have the government on your hands. What they don't want you to know is that all this hype about alternative energies is what it is, just a hype. Let me tell you a little bit more because it's, it, it's incredible to the depths of the conspiracy where it comes from. Oh, sure, we don't have any oil. We have to buy it from the, from the Middle East. Did you know that there's a thousand years of stored oil in the ground here in the United States? A thousand years. I mean, you would think that, what? wait a minute, wait a minute. So we can't use our oil and we have to use up the Middle East oil. Why? Because we have to save that oil for the future. Do you think a thousand years of progress will still be using oil? We'll still be using this kind of crude fuel to propel ourselves around? I hope not. I mean, we'll call this the Middle Ages of fuel, won't we? Because if we're still using fossil fuels a thousand years from now, there's something wrong. We've been held back. Middle Ages are upon us. Here is the deal. We have more oil in reserves right now that we could open it all up. We could all go safely to the pump, use up the pump, and heck, I don't even care if this thing lasted only a hundred years. By a hundred years from now, we should all be propelling around hydrogen or little fusion uh, reactors or whatever it is. So we shouldn't even worry about storing fossil fuels because A, first of all, they're polluting the environment, so they're not environmentally friendly, we all know that, and B, there should be enough scientists out there, which there are, coming up with alternative ways, and if it wasn't for the government and this regime to stop the progress of us manufacturing new alternatives to fuel, it would be happening. And it's happening all around us anyway by independence. It's happening everywhere. Heck, other countries are doing it. Let me tell you one little secret. And this is, uh, this is something outrageous uh, that, that I found out. Just type it in. It's in there. You can run your, your car on hydrogen. And, you, and you've heard running your car on, on oil uh, for those diesel engines. You go to the McDonald's. You've seen this guy traveling around the, the, the country. that He's running his car on oil uh, because it's a diesel engine. And he just goes to McDonald's and says, hey, do you have any excess oil? He just picks it up strains it strains all the french fry gook out of it and bam adds a little additive on there costs him almost nothing and next thing you know he's running his car on oil on on unwasted oil from from mcdonald's can you imagine that i mean how economical is that but are there alternative methods to even that perpetual motion let's talk about that for a second 
perpetual motion. Again, so the scientists are going to say it's not feasible because of, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you scientific terms real quick. Uh, scientific data behind it. So this this basic scientific principle to it. Perpetual motion is not possible. Why? Because you have gravity that's holding you down. You have the pressure of the of the atmosphere. You also have the the resistance of the wind, et cetera, et cetera. That's that's brushing brushing against your car. In other words, inertia and, and this kind of thing. And, and and so scientists will say, well, sure, you can you can shoot something in space and have it perpetually moving because there's no resistance. Here on Earth, you can't. Remember, I told you about the ninety nine percent efficiency of the car. Remember how the those of you that, that that were born before 1980 will remember this, and I was born before 1980. I tell my my age, no problem whatsoever. I am I'm not afraid of of being a little older, being in the middle middle age, um, uh, my mid years. But that's okay. I remember back in the 80s as a teenager, gasoline. Remember the little CRXs? CRXs ran. Uh, you could run that thing. I'm talking. Wow. Remember, you would put a buck in there. One gallon of gasoline. How far it took you? 50 miles, 60 miles? Some of those puppies, 65 miles, you'd never run out. CRXs. Remember those? There were a ton of cars out there. Those little cars, they would run forever on gas. Now, skip ahead 50 years, 40 years, 30 years. Skip ahead to 2013. Wow, that's where we are, 2013. I almost seem like a dinosaur. Skip ahead, and now they're advertising these cars. What are, what are we, lame or something? What are we, some kind of fools? That now all of a sudden these hybrids come out, and they say to us, ooh, hybrid, you can get 30 miles to the gallon. Uh, buddy, 30 miles to the gallon, that's what my car was doing back in the 80s and more. So now you're telling me that you've took, taken out half of the engine, put in an electric motor, and... My car only gets 30 miles in a gallon. So, so we, we explain this mathematically to me so I understand this. Uh, because, uh, duh, I'm a real fool. I'm a fool. Uh, if you want me to believe that, I am going to be a fool. Why? So you're telling me that if you put an electric engine in there, combine it with fossil fuel, I'm going to get 30 miles a gallon. So cut that in half then. I should only be getting 15 in my regular car then, right? What is this? Uh, a huge boat from the 1950s? Is this a Ricky Ricardo bow? You know what I'm saying? Am I Lucy? I'm home. You know, there is no way. They have designed engines to only get so many fuel mileage, miles per gallon. Why? It's not because the technology is not there. It's because they don't want you to get it. And that's what they don't want you to know. They don't want you to have the mileage per gallon. There are cars, look it up. These companies, Ford, General Motors, all these companies together, they have an annual, what's called an annual competition of fuel economy. I went on to the website, looked at it, just to see, well, I wonder how many miles to the gallon is the maximum any car has ever run. I thought if I saw in there, well, I, probably 100 or so, right? thought, well, they, they probably came up with a car with 100 miles a gallon, probably. Guess what the top one is? Over 1,000 miles to the gallon. 1,000, that's one zero zero zero, one and three zeros. These companies came up. Second place, what was second place? Same thing, just by a, a few 20, 30 miles less. 
So these companies are doing it for this competition, and yet to the general public, they're not going to release these cars. Now, of course, of course, I'm not going to tell you that this wasn't a car that didn't run on one cylinder. Okay, it did. It, it, it was a one-cylinder car. That's fine. But I say to you this, mathematically speaking, okay, let's put two cylinders on that car. Then what do you get? 500 miles a gallon? Okay, let's put three, four cylinders on that car divided by half what do you get 250 miles a gallon okay let's put eight cylinders on that car now we have what we're talking what a v8 powerful truck what do you have now hmm? you do the math they are robbing you blindly they can do it and they don't want you to know it they want you to keep spending on their gasoline which is governed and controlled by the automobile gasoline industries and by our government they do not want you to get out of the middle ages now let me tell you a little bit more and this will rock your brain cars fuel economy that's fine perpetual motion let's get back to that conservation of energy perpetual motion okay fine there's shearing forces that's why the car companies make these slick designs of the vehicles to run so that the wind doesn't affect them and and the wind glides over them nicely etc etc okay all right we're talking we're talking forces that are making you stop so perpetual motion is it possible how much of your one drop to every hundred is your car using to spin the wheels it's incredible that less than 1% of all the gasoline you put in your car, and I'm not talking that the rest of the gasoline uses is used up for a heater or air conditioner or anything like that. Sure, sure, when you turn on the air conditioner, you see your gauge going down quickly, but that's not due to that gasoline being used to cool you down. What's being used is the sheer inefficiency of the design itself. Because they surely can make a better design, and they have, to make that car run on all 99% of the fuel itself. You can imagine, I mean, if you went into work and you said to your boss, I'm going to be 5% effective today, would you get fired? Yes, you would. I'm only going to do half my job, 50% effective, I'm, would you get fired? Yes. Now, imagine if you say to your boss, I'm going to only do 1%. <laughs> you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm not going to do anything. That's what, that's, what's a success to the car companies. If you can get one drop out of every hundred to run that vehicle, it's a success. I mean, talk about the robbery. Now let's talk about perpetual motion because if you could get one, two, three, 5%, 10% of that gasoline to work. Now imagine all that wasted, wasted energy. Remember conservation of energy? What goes in must come out. Well, all that wasted energy is coming out of your exhaust pipe and leaking out of everything and out of every place of your engine. Let's talk about conservation of energy. And let me give you a little secret. France. Car company in France developed a car that runs, you guessed it, air. Can you believe it? Air, compressed air. We all have an air compressor. Shoots guns, shoots nails, makes sense, doesn't it? It has a lot of power in there. Your pistons, take a look at them in the car. Well, you can't look at them. You lift up the hood, you're not going to see the pistons running. But inside your motor, you have these six pistons if you have a V6 or eight pistons going up and down if you have a V8. They're propelled by internal combustion. 
Well, what I'm saying by those is that they can go up and down just as easily and with a lot less wear and tear if they're run on compressed air. You guessed it. Car company in France, look it up. This car company in France is now churning out dozens and hundreds of vehicles that run on compressed air. That's right. They cooked up four tanks on the bottom of these vehicles to a tune of around 400 PSI. The vehicles run, and they're not little tiny vehicles, mind you. These vehicles are regular four-seaters, and they make little mini buses for the city. They run on compressed air about 200 miles between fill-up. And when you fill up, guess what? Plug in the air compressor, fill it up. How, how long does it take you to fill up your air compressor in, in your house if you're going to do a little nail gun or if you're going to do a little spackle? How long does it take to, for that compressor to get to 100 PSI? What, one, two minutes? Multiply that by, by four and you've got all four tanks filled. Basically free. Because it's not costing you a lot of money, a lot of energy to plug in an appliance for more than five, five, ten minutes and fill that thing up. Now, I called this car company in France because it's legit, it's real. Buses are running on it. Something interesting that I found because I speak French and I pretended to be a local there is that I found out that they are planning to do perpetual motion. Can you hook up a little a little uh, uh, chain, a little belt to the alternator and have it, well, you guessed it, while the vehicle is running, charge up the compressor. Of course you can. Of course it's easy. So talk about never filling up, never going to the gas pump. It's available now. It's easy. It's affordable because the cars themselves, guess what? Equivalent to U.S. dollar, $10,000. Will they ship any overseas? As soon as they found out I'm an American, they shut the phone and that was it. No, of course they can't ship overseas. What they don't want you to know is that you are a servant to them in more ways than one. Warning. Wake up sleepers. Wake up woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no exceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught, will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know.